and welcome to Vimy Air. This is episode number 14. My name is Sam Fix. I'm a teacher here at Vimy Ridge Academy. With me is Mr. Travis Rollheiser, the best charades partner I've ever had. Mr. Blair Faulkner, the best spike ball opponent I've ever played against. And Miss Kathy Fenton, my cousin, a cloud spotter. Hey guys, <laughs> the cloud spotter. <laughs> yeah. Has your book come in yet, yeah. Kathy? The book came in, you guys. What? All the no way, way from France. Yeah. How many how many clouds have you seen since you got the book? Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. Over the course of this um, <laughs> pandemic, I've ordered a lot of books online, so it's now it's on the bottom of the list that I have to go through. But wow. I might have to bring it out. Yeah, I've flipped through it though, and it's. it's Did it come wrapped good. in like cloud-like materials? Um, it did not. I no. wish. Oh, but... That would have been cool. Um, okay. I got something for you. This happened in my, in my Google meet and we, we've talked about it on, on past episodes and where I think Sam, you brought it up where you switch the letters of the words you're trying to say. Yeah. Spoonerisms. Spoonerisms. That's what I can. Yeah. Okay. So I had a great one today. I went to say they're going to launch the rocket on Saturday. And I said, they're going to launch the locket. Ron, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, not raunchy. No, okay, hold on. And it was like my grade seven math class. And again, it was just, it was silent. And I was like waiting for someone to like chime in and like make fun of me. I was hoping someone would. Yeah. And they didn't. And I'm like, oh man. I don't know anything about the rocket launch. Do you guys? Anyway. I think the astronaut suits that they're using look like they're out of the movies. Like it doesn't look like a typical bulky astronaut suit and this is elon musk he obviously has his sort of stamp of approval on things and of course nasa would have to but you got to look at their suits and their helmets they're so sleek they're so fantastic for they look crisp they are pretty cool looking i'll give them that it's yeah, like, like you could wear like that a, out on the street like, like a casually. like a slim fit version of the original astronaut suit like this yeah. one's built for speed it, it, it looks like it's wild but like it, they're it doesn't sending look people to space. Isn't it about time they slim down the suit so they can move around? Well, well I, I guess. And the other thing we're thinking is oh, yeah, if they look like they could do whatever they want in there. Well, while, while you guys are being nerdy about <laughs> rockets and actually Fenton, you're, you're being an amazing science teacher and keeping things current. My rocket story is embarrassing as per usual. In, in grade nine science, uh, it's a space unit. So we made bottle rockets with Coke and Mentos because they explode. Oh yeah, um, a staple. And the one in my class actually went fairly well, like standard shot up in the sky. It was cool. And it was the Friday before spring break. So it was a fun class and being like trying to, trying to engage the students over spring break. I said, why don't you guys do this? You can see that like, it's very doable on your own. Take a video, show it to the class after spring break. It'll be fun. The Monday after spring break, we come back and I say like, did anyone do this? And a girl puts up, a girl puts up her hand and she, <laughs> Uh, her story is she works at a daycare and she did it with her daycare kids. Oh boy. And the rocket, she didn't set it up properly. So it shot sideways and hit a kid right in the chest. No <laughs> way. Tilt. Yeah. And she sewered me. She told her, she told everyone that her teacher told her that that's what she should be doing. Oh my oh, goodness. Way to go, Mr. Fix. Yeah. Holy cow. Yikes. <laughs> sideways launch that's interesting so building off sam's uh, embarrassing story i i remembered one that happened to me from way back in the day i was finishing writing up our our grad cards or a little congratulation note to the grade 12s and it got me thinking about back in my first year teaching i thought i was going to be the super nice awesome teacher and write every single student that i taught a christmas card at christmas break 
So I wrote whatever, 80 or 90 Christmas cards, like just like one, one or two sentences each, just really simple. And then I was going to give them to every single student before they left. So first block comes in 30 kids, they're in 30 kids, get their cards. Great. Everything's smooth. Second class comes in, whatever, say 30 kids come in, 29 kids get their card. One girl who's waiting the whole time. And she's such a sweetheart. She said like six oh, words no. the whole year. Uh, Mr. Olheiser, I didn't get a card. And I went like full beat red panic mode. Like, oh, oh. no, I fell about the size of a walnut. Just <laughs> straight panic mode. And like, I lied straight to her face and said, oh, no, like, it's got to be back here somewhere. Just let me go check. And like, by that time, she'd already left. And I like scrambled, wrote another card and like chased her down the hallway and said, oh, no, I found it. Like, it, it was just underneath my desk. And she turned and like stared right through my soul, like knew immediately that I was just <laughs> telling a complete lie. So Anyway, try to be nice and it just completely blew up in my face and I felt like a pretty big dummy. But yeah. have you guys ever like tried to do something nice and it just completely blew up in your face? I'll let me ponder on that one. I'd have to come back to that at another episode. You know what, Mr. Rollheiser, speaking of doing great things and, and being good people, that uh, makes me think of our next guest, uh, Mr. Garnet Giroux. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he uh, talks about and, and the things that he's been doing with his, uh, with his son. And we also have good old grade 12 student Nolan Wyatt on the show today. And you know what? Both those guys, you, Nolan maybe doesn't bring a whole bunch of skill to the competition, but I know <laughs> Garnet is a competitor. He will play every sport yep. and play it masterfully. Yeah, he's an all-star out there. I feel like he, he's one of those guys that kind of knows lots about everything and is also good at everything. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm not good with transitions, but you guys just teed it up for me. So I'm going to tell a story that I think uh, is really funny about competition. My daughter, Jane, is, uh, I don't know how to say it politically correct. She's as girly as, as, a, as a little girl can be. She likes princesses. She likes dresses. She likes dance. She doesn't really engage in competition naturally. Um, but recently she got the game of memory and they're Disney princess memories. So you flip them and you're trying to find matches. I think and, I had the same uh, game, Sam. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Anyway, she's getting pretty good at it. You have to, I have to pay attention to beat her. Um, but she was playing my wife the other night and she, they tied, they each had seven matches and Jane pretended to celebrate. She said like, yeah, we both win. And then she, she kind of waited and said, maybe, maybe next game there could only be one winner. And Allie, Allie asks, how come, Jane? She's like, two winners is boring. <laughs> and I, and I, I just like, her. in that moment, I was like, there's my daughter. That's her. Because <laughs> at winner. no point is a tie a win for anybody. No? That's your Maybe ultra competitive. Just again, that's, that's good to see. Sure. It's coming out in her, though. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe not a good thing though. Oh, that's like a proud like, dad you're moment. Right. Yeah, proud dad moment right there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty. Good. I think I have the same game, Sam. Memory game. We I played a lot of that with my grandpa as a kid, and but we just played with the normal cards. I didn't have the uh, the princess set, but apparently the story is I cheated at it, and he always likes to bring it up that every time he would like I would he would like go to leave the table, and I would try to like look under the table and like blow them up to try to see where they were. And I was probably five. And he's like, well, you're just a big cheater at that age. And I, I like to think I wasn't, but apparently. So nothing's changed. Nothing's also changed. so competitive. So competitive. Has to be. Um, is that the grandpa that we share, Kath? Not the grandpa we share. Oh, this okay. is uh, this okay. is grandpa. Grandpa who's out in BC and he's a, he's a game kind of guy. So. Do you guys have a favorite card game? 
like if memory is Jane's favorite card game right now, like do you have, do you guys have a card game that you just love playing? Uh, uh, it's, it's crib, big, big crib household. Yeah. I enjoy like, playing crib too. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's maybe an old person's game, but I got into it maybe four or five years ago and like borderline an addict now. Yeah. Love crib. Crib is a good one. I love the game speed. If you ever played it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've played speed. My... It's pretty fun. It's so I'm fun. not that fast. I'm not that good at it. In social settings, I, I have to uh, I have to not play games, to be honest. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I've played crib with Rolly, and it's pretty fun. And I, I could do crib. Um, I feel like there's enough of enough of chance involved that I like I'm okay with losing. But yeah, like board games in a social setting are no fun to me. Like I I, I either have to be all into the game or I want to chat with my friends, but I can't do both. I'm I'm like the exact opposite. I I can't not try to make something a game or like try to do some kind of activity. Like there's no chance I can just sit in a chair and not that socializing isn't fun. I I love that, but I have to be doing something. Yeah, that's fair. I think for me it's board games that take mental thought. That's where like you can't have a conversation during it. Right. Yeah, so I'm not a big right. board game guy. I'd rather play cards or be outside playing a game, like you said. Social, social games, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I know when we get together in the summers. Um, in the past, you know, all the families get together and Sam, if we're out at your lake or whatever we're doing, it's always, okay, let's, you know, just throw the ball around, play some catch, let's play some spike ball, play some sure. cornhole, play, you know, who can land this bottle flip, who can, it's always just something, <laughs> yeah. right? Because at the end of the night, you're sitting around the campfire, enjoying the company, and that's when you can sit and just chit chat and for chill sure. out for a bit. But during the day, it's always, I agree, let's do something. Mr. Faulkner, don't, uh, don't you and I have the belt as the reigning spike ball champs? Yeah, we do. Sorry, we Mr. Do. Fix, but uh, yeah, but you do. That's fair. You guys beat Mr. McLean and I fair and square. Yeah, I would. I will say that I was distracted. I was in. I was on daddy duty for one of the naps, so I I'm coming back this year with a a fresh nap schedule, and I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> um, team, as we get into our before we get into our next guest, I was just thinking about all the games, you know, we've been talking about games and playing games and with this COVID-19 and this lockdown and being at home, I have purchased a swing ball set for my kids to play out on the driveway, which is a lot of fun. It's like a what's, tether ball. What's swing ball? Okay. So yeah. Think of a tether ball pole. So it's got a big base on it. It's got a tennis yep. ball at the end of the string and it comes with two big paddles. Cool. So it's a two person right. game and they hit the tennis ball back and forth and they got to get the tennis ball either down or up depending right. on which way you're, you're hitting it. So swing ball, my neighbors bought a basketball hoop for their driveway and all the neighborhood kids take their own basketball over and play. Um, sidewalk chalk has become like a hot commodity in insured park, I think, because all the kids need sidewalk chalk because they're outside doing things. Rollerblades. Sorry, go ahead. to cut you off there. Did you guys see that one street? I think it was like in Crestwood, like very close to where uh, what's a candy cane lane is, how they painted there in, or with with, uh, with sidewalk shock, they colored the entire sidewalk like a monopoly board. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Oh. how cool is that? And did any of you guys go check that out? I have not. Did not check it out. Just saw pictures. Oh, I, I, I I wish I would have saw that. That it was unbelievable. Yeah, but again, with everything that's going on and all the games we're playing, I think we uh, send it off to Mr. Garnet Drew and hear what he's been up to since the lockdown. Please give a warm Vimier welcome to our next guest, who is an ultimate jack of all trades. His lengthy teaching career has taken him through three provinces 
and he has taught in all grades K to 12. He is currently teaching junior high math and science in the Outdoor Pursuits program at Vimy. He has a passion for all sports, loves the outdoors, and is not afraid to sneak away on a warm holiday. Please welcome in Mr. Garnet Giroux. Wow, thank you. Good Great to have you. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Garnet. Thank you for having me. Now, I, I touched upon one thing in, in the intro there with, like, you've taught every grade. Is that correct? Yes. From kindergarten wow. through grade 12. Yeah, I started my career in small town Saskatchewan, high school, teaching bio 20 and 30 and uh, everything kind of down to about grade seven at that level. Then when we started bouncing around from province to province, I took jobs where I could and that created the resume that I have today from kindergarten through to grade 12. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, That's impressive. Crazy. I've had the opportunity to team teach with you a lot this year and it's been an absolute pleasure. You're just such a rock star, but I'm curious to know if you've ever had an embarrassing moment or what is your most embarrassing moment in the classroom? Um, so my most embarrassing moment, we, I was teaching in a small town in Alberta, grade nine science, and it was just after lunch and um, course delivering what I thought to be one of the best lessons ever. Um, and I'm asking the student because we all have that one student. We know that when you ask the question nine times out of 10, they have the answer. And she happened to be sitting in the outside aisle. And so I walked right over to her desk and I asked her the question and she's not making eye contact with me. She's turning quite red. And I looked at her and said, so what is my fly down? And sure mm. enough, my fly was down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said, oh, I'm so sorry. No. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good oh, one. No. Oh, no. Oh, standing right there in front of her. And I'm thinking, oh, my Lord, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think these guys know, and maybe it's a story for a different time, but one of my most embarrassing moments was actually um, with you when we were team teaching. We were playing a a style of a game of dodgeball and I, uh, I accidentally uh, wound up and sent a rocket to uh, G as he had his hands up in the air saying freeze to the rest of the kids and they all listened to him because he's just an absolute rock star <laughs> and I just throw the ball in that uh, hit him in a the part of the male anatomy which you don't want that to happen to like a champ but dropped and I was like oh my gosh send me to the office Feinberger wow. has to deal with me like kick this me out is of class. freeze on the whistle right yeah I was oh, the only man. one who didn't listen that was a good one good example oh my goodness wow Garnet, we've been asking people what life's like at home uh, during the pandemic. I'm just wondering what has been a positive change for you as you've made the move, move for working at home? For myself, I think it's forced me to really organize my online lessons. I've, I've, had, I've always had lessons I can go to, um, but it's really forced me to, when it's really forced me to be, very clear in my instructions and my communications to the students. Mm -hmm. And I think yep. that's up to my, my teaching game um, because you assume so much when you're in front of them and you can, you know, make those corrections on the fly. 
but during a, a meet or, or a Zoom, whatever that you're using, um, it's not always that easy to, to take those questions. And I've felt that this has really helped me become a better communicator to my students. Arna, you and uh, you and your son have been doing quite a bit of work lately. Now that you maybe have a little more time with uh, your three D printer at home, I've been hearing, right. and you guys have managed to make some some pretty pretty cool stuff. You want to tell our guests what uh, what you guys have been creating over there? Um, so currently, uh, to help out the COVID pandemic, um, we have been creating uh, what we refer to as ear savers. Um, there's a number of nurses in my family. Uh, back in Saskatchewan and and some of my son's friends in Alberta here are are nurses so we we have 3d printed ear savers um, and we've mailed them out to Saskatchewan and he's taken delivered some to uh, some of the hospitals or some of the nurses that he knows and they've taken them to the hospitals in Edmonton here um, awesome. and we've also wow. dabbled in a few of some tools that would benefit a party atmosphere. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you guys. Hats yes. off to you for doing that. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's been great. So just to maybe put this into perspective for a guest, like when you say you made a few, like have you made like three or four or like a couple hundred or like oh, what? We're how many have you guys made here? A couple hundreds now. Wow. Oh. Very impressive. Yeah. 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 That's great, Garnet. Thanks. So you sent out a, a question for Fan Mail Friday to all of us, and we want to return that favor back to you. And we were wondering what your most memorable sport moment is. Well, being the individual that has played at the level that perhaps you four have, I would have to say that um, one of my most memorable is um, heading to provincials, but winning our districts are, I guess, at what you guys would call the zones now, um, small town Saskatchewan where I grew up um, in volleyball and moving into provincials in grade 12 year. Um, there's been some other highlights, but that would probably be my most memorable. Um, and that's happened. That happened a long time ago. Very cool. <laughs> that's okay, Garnet. I'm also uh, referred to as the adult on this podcast and the others are, are the children. <laughs> so it's nice to have a guy that, you know, I wouldn't say long in the tooth, but uh, it's good to have some experience on the broadcast. A little more experience than yeah, some. Yeah, um, exactly. Now, Garnet, I want to ask, you and Mr. Schmidt took off this year for a um, outdoor pursuits or, or a certification program. And when you guys were leaving Vimy, it sounded you know pretty rustic that you guys are heading off towards the mountainous range and, and going to be doing this outdoor certification Right. And lo and behold, we find out that you guys stayed at the Chateau Lake Louise the whole time. <laughs> that, is that so much roughing it? Or how was that, uh, how was that program that you were involved in? Well, it just so happened that um, that was kind of the headquarters for huh. the, the conference that, was, that we were a part of. So um, Mr. Schmidt felt that it only made sense that we should stay there <laughs> and really dive in and be part of that conference. Yeah. I, Again, Mr. Schmidt, lots of experience he has. 
<laughs> he's, he's no fool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Garnet. Well, we'd like to pass along a huge, a huge thank you for joining us. Um, I know, you know, you've been one of the nicest and wisest humans at Vimy. Um, sorry, Mr. Faulkner for stealing, stealing your title okay. there, but he can uh, have I think, it. I think he's earned it. Um, so yeah, we want to give you a, um, or I want to say a big thank you for, for joining us and we hope uh, you and your family are doing well. Thank you very much. It is truly my pleasure. And again, I look forward to your podcast every week. You guys do an amazing job. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks Double G. Thanks, G. Another big Vimeo thank you to Mr. G. Nice to hear from him and know it's, uh, he's keeping busy with his 3D printer at home. Uh, Blair, in that last interview, you uh, said the saying, long in the tooth, and it took me a, a second to recognize like what that means, and it means that you're old, I guess. You guys are and, so young. Still at the kids table. Um, but I'm just, I'm wondering if there's any other sayings you've like heard and you didn't understand. Um, I had one the other day that it was when it was raining and it's, so, uh, I think it was my dad who said, good day to be a duck. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why is it a good day to be a duck? And he's like, cause I like to be wet. And I was like, ah, uh, apparently the sayings get me, but I don't know if there's any other ones that you guys don't understand. <laughs> Well, hmm. we, we highlighted me. I didn't know the goat. Yeah. Reference. I have one that's not necessarily like I don't get it or whatever. It was, it's a, not that it's a pet peeve of mine, but it drives me nuts when it's said incorrectly. Cause it's, I think it's a very common one that people say wrong. And it's um, the phrase, the proof is in the pudding. When people say the proof is in the pudding, like the dessert cup, how, the, how incorrect that is. Cause that is not what it is. And then it makes zero sense. Like what proof are you going to find in this cup? Right. That's proof in the pudding. And that one's a common one. It just drives my mind nuts. Interesting. Interesting. So it's all on the... Uh, Kathy, you look you... like you're just dumbfounded right now. Sorry, you <laughs> thought it was pudding <laughs> for sure. She thought it was chocolate pudding. <laughs> the T's to the D's. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like the, tr- the proof is in like what you put out or yeah. like what you're pudding. doing. Gotcha. <laughs> T sound. Is there two T's in pudding? Yes. But there's also two T's in putting. So how do you know which one? English English language is tough. Yeah, I never thought of that. Good one. I uh, I was reading this book the other day, not my Cloud, Cloud Spotter's Guide one, but uh, it was talking about democracy. And then it talked about autocracy. But as I was reading it, in my mind, it said autocracy, like auto first and then crassy. And I could not for the life of me. I was like, what is this word? What is this word? So I had to slowly go back and be like, oh, right, autocracy. But it does not look like that's how it should be said at all. <laughs> so I struggle with pronouncing it, pronouncing things or announce or enunciation. Just like that. Wow. <laughs> you say our last guest's last name. I can't. No. <laughs> that's why you call him Mr. G. I can't say his first name. I thought it was Garnet, not Garnet. 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 Well, luckily, our next guest has a pretty simple name, and I don't think uh, too many people screw this one up. So why don't we go ahead and uh, listen to Nolan Wyatt. Our next guest on Vimy Air has gone to Vimy for six years. While he has many accomplishments in those six years, he truly peaked in grade seven, coming in fifth place in the spelling bee. Welcome to the show, Nolan Wyatt. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome, Nolan. You got fifth place. What word stumped you? What knocked you out? Purpose. Sorry? I Come again? Porpoise by accident. Porpoise. Said, it was supposed to be purpose, but I spelt porpoise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Added extra oh, no. for you. That was pretty bad. Was so this Nolan, the spelling you... bee that was in the uh, like in the gymnasium in front of everyone? 
or was this just done in classrooms? Yeah. No, this was the one done in front of everyone. Awesome. I wasn't even supposed to be in the spelling bee. The two kids that came in front of me missed that day. I was the runner, runner up. Yeah, it was it was the pressure that got to me, you know. Those smart <laughs> kids up there with me, big words. Yeah, like purpose. It's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pressure, you know. I overthought it. So you've been at uh, Vimy for six years now, Nolan, and that obviously was a, a memory that stuck out, but what's another favorite memory you'd have at Vimy? Definitely starting a volleyball game for you last year, you know. You finally gave me that chance to succeed. First game of the season was also the last time I started, but we're not going to dwell on that. Not sure. <laughs> yeah. Coach of the year, eh? I was saying to these guys that usually you're like the loudest individual on the team, though. You're kind of, uh, you bring all the, the hype to the court. Is that, you, is that what, uh, is that what sorry, you bring? It's, it's, all just, it's all just hype? Is there any skill behind it or is it all hype? Oh. Uh, it depends on my mood, really. It depends what I feel like doing, you know? So how would you describe your role on the school basketball team? I think you said you, you try to model your game after a, after a young, eccentric Dennis Rodman. Oh, man. I remember <laughs> for that. The most I ever played that year, last year, was when I fouled out. That was the most time I ever got. Missed a couple of open layups at the uh, Raiders Cup, which was a little embarrassing. Missed free throws. Took me four games to get my first point. But like you said, Dennis Rodman, get in the boards. Did you know who Dennis Rodman was before the last dance? Yeah, I did actually. Have you been watching it? Good for you. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I have, I think, two more episodes to go. So I got to finish I, up on that. I, I just finished it yesterday and I absolutely love it. I'll probably watch it again. It's so amazing. It is good. I'm such an MJ fan now. Not that, not that I wasn't before, but it's so good. Nolan, what about, uh, like we're, we're talking about some of your roles here with, uh, with your sports teams. What was the Unsung Hero Award for uh, with, with your hockey club? I think that one was more, I led our team in scoring that year, but there was other guys who could actually stick handle and skate rather than just put the puck in the net after a rebound. So they got more <laughs> of the acknowledgement for that one than me. So I think coach is kind of throwing me a bone there more than anything. Okay, so it wasn't the Unsung Hero Award for the uh, staff versus student hockey game then? No? You really got to bring up that game? <laughs> didn't didn't we win that one i'm still mad i'm still mad about the refing on that the last whatever i think it was last minute of the game what's his name uh stacy was about to call a penalty calls it off like did you know, get a penalty that game of course not cleanest player in the league you were a goon i can't believe you didn't get a penalty <laughs> <laughs> i mean i did throw some cross checks i think i gave one to weinberger that's only because he slashed me before that then you skated away as fast as you could. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> yeah. hand to mess with. That was the fastest I've ever skated. <laughs> um, one more question for you here, Nolan. Uh, with um, with your attire during the Halloween season, um, I, I clearly remember you being in some questionable outfits walking the hallways um, that may be a little bit short or a little bit, uh, I don't know if they're close to being offside, but uh, what's the thought process behind your Halloween costumes? honestly if i can make people laugh and i look stupid but i don't care i'll go for it if you remember grade seven when i went as the girl that one was a pretty big hit with everyone <laughs> that's great okay uh no um, we're gonna finish off with um a staple again i'm gonna rattle off 10 questions for you uh and you're gonna answer them first thing that comes to mind right. just as quick as you can okay because you have a history of being marginally successful in spelling bees Spell onomatopoeia. 
Next question, please. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Do you prefer to text? Or I'm call pretty someone? sure it starts with an O. Uh, do you prefer to text or call someone? Text. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. What's your favorite movie of all time? Stand by me. What's your biggest pet peeve? People who chew with their mouth open. If your house was on fire, what two things did you run in to get back? Uh, the new pair of shoes I just bought and my hockey equipment. Say something in a different language. Anzabarta. Make a really high pitched sound. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> What goes in the bowl first, cereal or milk? Cereal. Uh, what, which month has 28 days? February. You sure? I was. All I thought them. all of them do. All of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've seen that so many times before. Spell purpose. <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> We're done. Nice work. Oh, all that, right. Thanks for having me. That was great. Nolan, we, uh, we appreciate you coming on Vimier here and... Uh, enlightening us with your with your stories and and uh showing off those uh black lights in, in your room which is pretty <laughs> comical so thanks again yeah. for coming on vimier all right thanks for having me stay safe wash your hands it's always great catching up with our grade 12 students and seeing uh what they're up to uh throughout this lockdown one thing that's funny and, and obviously our our listeners can't see it is and i think we may have made light to it in, in the interview is Nolan's setup in his bedroom and the the lights and the the changing of the lights throughout the interview was uh was quite comical and yeah I guess maybe typical to a grade 12 boy at this time I don't know I feel like Uh, every every time I've gone on a google meet so like recently every kid has those in their bedroom now it's like the thing really? they get it off of amazon the led color lights yeah with either the remote or they can do it from their phone and also every time i'm like whoa it looks like a rave is just happening <laughs> just blinds you <laughs> i remember back in forever ago like when i was maybe that age maybe younger i always wanted a lava lamp in my room but my parents would never let me get one just because they're like an outrageous fire hazard at least like they were back then i don't know they probably improved a little bit since then but always wanted one never got one now i'm over it Now the bonsai tree replaces it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, another big shout out to our guests for joining us today on Vimier. Uh, We're signing off for now. Stay safe out there, guys, and we'll see you later. Again, thank Garnet Drew and Nolan Wyatt for the interviews. Music produced by Ryan Anderson. Song titled Warming Up can be found at freemusicarchives.org. This entire podcast has been a Vimeo Edge Academy production. 